Lots of channels, nothing to watch, especially if you're searching for the truth. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something actually worth watching. Salem News Channel, straightforward, unfiltered, with in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds like Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Find truth. Watch 24-7 on SNC.TV and on Local Now, Channel 525. It's time for the Alpha Wealth Hour, presented by the Alpha Wealth Group, the show that helps teach you how to make the right moves with regard to investment planning, tax savings, and estate protection. Are you ready to better understand the financial chaos? Here's your host, Tom Fortino. Good morning, everyone. This is Tom Fortino, your host for today of the Alpha Wealth Hour and founder and principal of the Alpha Wealth Group. I'm an investment advisor rep. Fee-based fiduciary, and uh, I've also insurance license. Been doing this over for over twenty-five years. And you know, you know the mantra when we talk about uh, investment planning. Reti- well, I should say retirement planning as a whole. It's not about one thing. It's not about growing a pile of money and picking at it. It's not about getting to a number. It's not about buying a product. So it's it's a it's a number of things, right? It's about having an income plan, income you can't outlive. It's about having a tax plan. This is kind of your checklist if you look at it. What are you doing to minimize taxes? Now and in the future, trying to get to tax-free, uh, what are you doing as far as an investment plan? Can you define it? Do you know how you're invested? What about asset protection? You're an asset. What are you doing in the event of a long-term illness or someone passes away? That is asset protection. And finally, an estate and legacy plan. Do you have the right documents in place to control your assets during your lifetime and make sure they flow to your children and grandchildren in the most efficient manner? I mean, this is really what we call about being complete. Uh, today, we're going to focus on, in fact, we have a special guest, one of those pieces, again, one of the five pieces, which I call the five pillars to your financial house, the investment planning piece. You know, it, it certainly has been an interesting week. I would argue maybe an interesting year. And so we have a lot to add here. You want to stick around because we're going to get into a lot of information. We have in the studio today, Scott Martin. He was on with us a few weeks ago. And I think no better time than now with all the activity going on, but Chief Investment Officer of Kingston. Kingsview, I'm sorry, Kingsview Investment Management. That'd be the Jamaica version. <laughs> if we ever open an office in Jamaica, it'll be Kingston. You might want to think about I that. I mean, that's the only way we could get recognized down there, I'm sure. So, um, you know, why don't you tell us a little about yourself and tell the audience about yourself. Sure. Uh, Tom, great to join you again. Feels like just yesterday we did that show. So uh, hopefully everybody remembers that show because we talked about some great things then mm-hmm. that were, I guess in a word, prescient, uh, yes. pretty well forecasted and hopefully... That continues today. So uh, Kingsview is a a fee-based fiduciary investment firm that uh, basically has contracted or constructed uh, various strategies for advisors like yourself to Mm -hmm. utilize uh, for your clients. And that could range from individual stock portfolios that are actively managed to ETF portfolios, Mm -hmm. mutual fund portfolios, and the like. And uh, I've been in the business about 23 years. This is my kind of third position at a third firm with respect to a couple of different roles I had prior to. And my, my goal has always been a couple of things. Um, obviously, as you note every week, paying attention to a client's risk profile, goals, mm-hmm. structure, structure the investments as such, and then get from point A to point B, or maybe from point A to point C, mm-hmm. uh, in retirement or wherever it may be, income planning, etc., with less risk. Like, risk is right now, I think, a main focus of a lot of our kind of mantra. Yeah, I mean, every day I get up, and I feel like the the world is more risky. Mm-hmm. Uh, even just from a news flow cycle, I, I, you mentioned. Uh, I think last time, you know, I, I do a lot of uh, media 
obviously the radio yep. show notwithstanding, but uh, your, your show being a guest, but also am on Fox News and Fox Business quite a mm-hmm. bit. And being in the media has some uh, slings and arrows and some good things, but right now the news flow is pretty lousy. Yeah. I mean, the segments that we do or the topics uh, that we do, Tom, is, um, is not exactly positive just because of all the geopolitical issues, domestic issues that we'll dig into today, and fin- frankly, market issues. Mm-hmm. Uh, market performance, lousy this year in a word. Uh, yeah. You've got one of the worst starts, if not the worst start to the bond market that we've ever seen in a year. S&P, heavy selling, heavy drawdown, but not that outlandish. If you look at history over the last 30 years, there's been drawdowns like this every couple of years of 10%, but they usually recover. So, I mean, we haven't recovered yet, so that's still a little bit unnerving. But the risk management component, of what Kingsview delivers to advisors like yourself, Tom, I think is where we really cut our teeth because anybody who's listening today can go out and buy an S&P fund, a mutual mm-hmm. fund, ETF, a stock, and, and capture some upside capture, capture the market performance. No big deal. But that's fine. You're going to ride the ups and downs of the market, and that can be difficult from an emotional standpoint and from a financial planning or investment planning standpoint mm-hmm. because... Most likely, you're going to need the money when the market's at the lows, and you're not going to need it when the market's at the highs, and we're selling low and buying high, mm-hmm. um, typically. Yep. So with our strategies, Tom, over time, and as we've developed them over my career, I'm looking at managing risk. I'm really looking at finding ways to put spin on the ball, finding ways to be invented, inventive, ingenuitive, creative with our asset allocation, with our trading, with our kind of positioning of uh, your assets in the portfolio, to make sure that we're adhering to, again, that level of risk that is going to be lower than it mm-hmm. would be if it would just be like a buy and hold strategy. And that's something that I think a lot of clients have really enjoyed and benefited from over the last couple of years, especially this year, as it has been a rough, a rough market to handle. And it really shows the clients that there are ways to get around some of these terrible mm-hmm. events, terrible market situations that can be achieved. And so... Mm-hmm. Just um, delivering that to to the clients and to advisors like yourself is a true passion of mine. I talk a lot about it on TV because I I really think that's the key to being long-term successful if you're in a financial plan like they are with you. Yeah, and that's one of the benefits, too, that we can offer these types of strategies to our clients. Yes. And it's not about just, like you said, you can buy the index, you can be the market. But I guess what you're saying is, look, there's ways, and and I think a lot of people, too, what are you benchmarking against? And we have portfolios. Some people out there have a portfolio. They see the market. And they say, well, why am I not doing the market or better than the market? Uh, whatever those questions may be. And so this is something, I guess, is is we want to understand what we own, what our allocation is. And some of us don't really even understand, I, I think, out there. Is our, and it's, it's we're busy. Again, I'm not, not to be critical through no fault of the world. We're trying to invest. We're working hard. We're raising our families. And then we've got to worry about this investment piece, especially what's happening in the market. And so that's, I think, uh, you know, where where you guys shine is you benchmark against the proper benchmarks. Yeah. If it's going to be the S and P, you you know, you're in certain sectors, you're doing certain things to try to perform for the client, and while looking at risk, right? Exactly, and and risk is just basically volatility, ups and downs, <clears throat> um, downside capture, especially when it comes to market drawdowns. I mean, how much of a 10% downward move in the S and P, roughly, that let's say we've had most of this year, or last you know month or so give or take a percent or two, how much of that downside are you capturing? Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't want to capture it all. I mean, right. frankly, that's that's a key point to just arithmetic possibility or probability. Like you lose 5%, you got to mm-hmm. get about 5 and change to get back to even. You lose yeah. 10, you got to get 11 back to even. You lose 
50, you got to bid 100% back to even and so on. And get, it gets worse and worse. So if you lose less, you don't have to take as much risk on the upside. And you can still take risk on the upside. Don't get me wrong. But losing less is key. You also said a couple of really interesting things about kind of how um, the benchmarks are portrayed. Yeah. I feel like in, in the investment business, like you said, there's a lot of folks that don't know their benchmarks, don't know what should they, they should be benchmarking against, don't even know their risk profile very well, change their risk profile a lot based on which way the water is kind of trending or, or the way the rip currents are as it has been this year. And they also don't know what they own. Like, you, you know, I so many clients that, that we talk to and, and we do a lot of seminars and I speak in front of some crowds and if they don't throw tomatoes and onions at me, which typically uh, hasn't happened lately. So appreciate that. And if I can get through the, the, the fruit being fruits and vegetables being thrown at me, I ask people just point blank. I say, hey, what um, can somebody tell me a little bit about their asset allocation? Not without getting too not with getting too personal, but just getting an idea of what people feel like they own. Yeah. And you get a good start to that answer. Uh, there's about a 20-second intro that looks like it's going to go well. It's probably a very detailed answer. And then 30 seconds later, you kind of don't have much more information. So between the benchmarking and knowing what you own, I think are really two things, Tom, that will give you that a little more copacetic, a little more kind of at least comfortable feeling about your portfolio, whatever time mm-hmm. of year it is, whatever the market's doing, because being informed, as we are in our investment strategies, I mean, we're, we're running data all day long, every day on what's coming out from you know, the major economic uh, releases. Being into data and being aware of what you have really puts you, I think, a little bit more to bed at night because you don't feel like you're kind of out on an island, out in the middle mm-hmm. of the water, not knowing where things are going. Yeah. And so um, I think I would just say, to your point, I think a lot of us, and this is the way... Uh, we're not as engaged. Look, you may have a 401k. Your spouse has an old old 401k. You have two IRAs. It's really, again, really tough to understand what we have. You don't know what the risk is. So let me just make one comment or one offer here. I just want to get this out there. And again, here's an opportunity. For those of you that are looking at your investments, your 401ks, your IRAs, and you're wondering, why isn't this performing as well as it, as well as it should be? Why am I not doing better than the overall market? Okay, what I want to do for any of our radio listeners that um, have saved 500000 or more, uh, we will run a complimentary portfolio x-ray. I'll also provide a lot of the commentary Scott has put together on this market. It's going to provide some great perspective. You're going to get engaged. You're going to understand what your own. You're going to understand what your risk levels are. We'll test your risk levels as well. You'll see where that are, that is. And after that, it's up to you. If you'd like to generate a full retirement income plan, an overall retirement plan, we'll do that too. So let me do this. For the next 10 callers, if you want to give us a call, uh, we'll, we'll do that. Again, there's no cost, there's no obligation. 630-934-1855, 630-934-1855. And by the way, anyone that calls in, we will send you the portfolio and market commentary from, from Scott Martin so you have some of that. You can see what's going on uh, in this market. It'll, again, give you some perspective. Again, 630-934-1855 for the portfolio x-ray. A, a, really a deep dive into what you own. So as Scott was referring to, now you'll know what you own, you'll know what your risk levels are, you'll get become engaged, and you'll be able to get take action and start to really work on getting these portfolios in place that make sense for you, your risk tolerance, your investment objective, and to match your overall plan. 630-934-1855. I was going to make one comment, too. You know, if you look at the overall market when we're talking about, like, you could buy the S&P and you own the market. Um, I think there's only three sectors up year to date, Right. Yes, and we've had most of them, thank goodness. I mean, we've been on and off with them because there's different times that we've 
I guess, notice that there's better opportunity with respect to those three, but it comes to mind. I mean, two that have been great for us in the portfolios have been utilities mm-hmm. and, and energy. And then you're right, because you take those two, which are doing very, very well vis-a-vis the overall market, and then you look at some other ones, like financials, which we've avoided. You look at tech, which we've had some of, believe yeah. it or not. I mean, just because some of the earnings have been okay. And, and actually, really actually fun, fundamentally sound, tech's just getting thrown out right now because of interest rate issues. And then you look at things like consumer discretionary. Holy cow. Um, absolute bloodbath, if I can even say that right. I can't even talk about it because it's so <laughs> disturbing. Um, consumer discretionary names, you know, like the Amazons of the world or like Home Depot's, crushed. Absolutely crushed. And it doesn't stand much to reason because if you've been out there like me, Tom, or some of the folks listening, every consumer discretionary spot, these services, goods, etc., are crowded as all get out. Mm-hmm. I mean, airplanes, uh, travel, gas stations, stores. It's just amazing that the stocks have been suffering so much because I would argue demand is probably the highest it's been even back to some months pre-COVID. Mm-hmm. So there's either one of two things going on with that. One is the market's creating a great opportunity for folks that have some loose cash or in our case are willing to kind of move some money around like we have been doing to pick off some low valuations, lower prices. Mm -hmm. Or there's maybe another shoe to drop. But here's the one reason I think it's the latter, not the or the former, not the latter. Um, The first thing there with respect to the valuation being attractive. The general consensus, it feels like, and you can comment back on this, I believe, and maybe even somebody that, that calls in could talk about what they feel like the general mood is. It's pretty negative. Yeah. And so you talk to anybody walking down the street. Um, I know it's negative. One barometer for me is when my mom calls me a couple times a week or every day. <laughs> hey, how's the market? How's your job? How's everything going? I'm like, it's actually pretty good because we've got some things on that are doing great and we're performing well and we're risk managing. And she's like, okay, that sounds good. And then we move on to other stuff. And then she'll call me the next day when the market's down. Are you doing okay, honey? Yeah, I'm doing fine because, again, to repeat, to repeat and reiterate, but at least like with respect to like some of those things where everybody, I guess if you put your ear to the ground, there is that general mode of things aren't good mm-hmm. and especially aren't good in the consumer discretionary sector of, of the stock market. And when that usually lines up like that, Tom, if I just think back in history to 2020 when we had COVID imminent, we had a Great Depression on the doorstep. We didn't know how we were going to possibly ever go outside again or talk to each other or even give somebody a hug mm-hmm. um, or a high five as I gave you as we came into the yeah, studio true. today. Really good high five. you was. are, by the way. You do Thank it very you. well. <laughs> um, it's like people, when you get to that level of expectation where it looks very, very dark, mm-hmm. I think that's when a lot of times the markets go the other way, man. That's when the least expected thing happens where you're <clears> poised. To rally, or you're poised okay. and vice versa. If everybody's really sanguine and really happy about things and really comfortable, that's probably when you should be having your head on a swivel when you think you got it. And so that setup, especially in, like I said, consumer discretionary, financials, etc., healthcare, to me, that sets up for maybe a nice rally here. You know, not, not obviously Monday morning, but sometime in the next couple months, I believe we're going to find an attractive uh, upside here in the markets just because. There is, a lot, there is a lot of negativity with respect to stock market investing and bond market investing, too. Okay, because you're getting uh, you know, these different views, and obviously every, everybody has an opinion. The market's going to, we're going to take another leg down. It might go down another 10, 20%. Um, you know, and there's a technical analysis. I'm gonna, uh, um, that's why you hear these resistance lines, fundamentals versus technical. I mean, 
it sounds like you're, you're, you're sensing that because of certain indicators, certain things that this market's going to, and maybe it's because the Fed after May 4th, they're going to, is it May 4th, I think, that they're going to come out and, you know, it we're going to get a solid number from them. We'll, the, it's this uncertainty and the knowing now we know that maybe that'll help. I don't know, but uh, you're a little more positive on the market maybe than most people are. Yes, I'm, I'm a little more positive than the average bear and have been um, previously negative. I mean, not negative, negative, but a little bit more cautious just earlier in the year because it still felt like that opportunistic uh, mantra, or that opportunistic feel was was out there. And so it kind of reverses, you know, and, and we've seen the data. We've seen the data come in yeah. and cool off with respect to GDP, which is the overall output of the U.S. economy, jobs numbers, wage growth numbers, inflation numbers. Pick, take your pick. Uh Retail sales, consumer discretionary, housing numbers. I mean, you're talking about a lot of data. I mean, luckily, it's not just me running these portfolios. Like, I've got a, I've got a great team that works behind me that mm-hmm. um, is really solid about covering data points for me and putting stuff together. And then we do the proprietary analysis that we are so well known for. But the reality is, it, it is one of those things where we are kind of getting out there and giving out our opinions that I don't think things are as bad as they seem to be. Mm-hmm. And I think we're going to find out more about that in the next couple months, as you said, with Fed meetings, earnings reports coming out, as we've seen this past week, and obviously the week before that, and a few more actually coming out in the next couple of weeks. And then also just kind of going into a period of time, summer doldrums, mm-hmm. but also summer driving season, travel, yeah. other things that are bound to keep ticking up that I think will be beneficial to this market and probably remove that veil of some of that uncertainty and kind of some of that malaise. Okay, I, I have a question for you in a second here, but let me do this. I want to make this offer again. For those of you out there, I, the, we have an investment planning packet. It's going to include the, the market commentary. It will include some ideas for you. This is really an opportunity, again, to, to take a look at your, be more proactive. I think procrastination is one of the biggest, um, you know, sabotages in our, that's a good word, it sabotages certainly our success Again, we, we're busy with life. We have different accounts. We haven't really looked at them. One of the things I'll also offer, as I said, is that portfolio x-ray. What does that include? That includes a deep dive into what you own. Scott mentioned asset allocation. How are you allocated? Know what you own. Know what your risk levels are. We'll also uh, talk to you about some of the strategies that we have that you might want to take a look at as well. I'll provide all that to you. So anyone, again, there's no cost or obligation. If you want to give us a call, 630 630- Nine three four eighteen fifty five six three zero nine three four eighteen fifty five to get your investment planning packet. It will include the portfolio commentaries. It will include the information on the strategies. It will include some ideas on, again, becoming more proactive. And those for those of you that want to take advantage of the portfolio X ray, this is a great way to get this uh, examination or evaluation. Just like you go see a doctor, it's going to be a complete evaluation of what you own. And it can be very eye-opening. You may be surprised. I always find sometimes people are really surprised at what they own. But more importantly, you can start to take action and you can make informed decisions. 630-934-1855 for all of this information. Again, no cost or obligation. Uh, give us a call. Um, the question I was going to ask you when we talk about, and I think you, we've been talking about, I, I don't know if I want to just say emotions, but part of that is, and we look at what's going on in this country and we look at what's going on, and well, GDP was negative, the economy I mean, there's a lot of these conflicting things. Is there ever a decoupling from the economy and the market? So I like to say that the markets and economy don't always dance together, okay. but they're on the same dance floor, Okay. meaning they're hearing the same music most of the time, but sometimes you're right, they're out of step. And that's usually an opportunity because they will get back into step. And number two, 
that's something that we can deal with. We can have other assets, other positions in the portfolio that aren't as reliant on a great market to perform for us. And that's something that as we get callers or we get you know deeper into um, maybe some meetings with, with you and the clients, Tom, we can talk more about that. But just as a little teaser, there are some things that are working this year. Um, gold is one of them that comes to mind. Gold is an okay. alternative asset class. It kind of tracks a little bit like a commodity, although not as hot as commodities have been. And commodities, of course, too, have worked. But gold is an asset class that I like because it's not stock. It's not bonds. It's its own thing. So when you have it in a portfolio, especially when you've had some trials and tribulations like we have in 2022, it's been awesome. It's up on the year, and it's uh, it's poised to do, I think, very well from that correlation and kind of value add to the portfolio standpoint. And I just believe that that's kind of the thing where when you have that market and economy not together in step, when you can add some things to the portfolio that just provide some additional <clears throat> diversification, non-correlation, that's how you're going to win in those environments. So who, if someone said, okay, I want to own gold, I think sometimes the people ask, well, physical versus the exchange traded fund, number one. Number two, how much? What percentage? I don't know if you're suggesting it as a bond alternative. I don't want to ask too many questions at once. But, um, you know. It's your show, man. <laughs> I mean, you know, I well, thought I was here to take questions. I mean, fire them away. Uh, you know, I've, I forgot to, you know, I wanted to say, I wanted to remind myself every so often, just remind everybody uh, listening to Scott uh, Martin. Uh, the, the chief investment officer of Kingsview Investment Management, also a Fox Business contributor. You may see him on Charles Payne. You see him on Cavuto. Really? Cavuto. I, Varney, I guess all of those. Yeah, yeah. They, they put me on I saw you on the there the, I saw you on there the other day. Yes. Sounded great as always. Oh, thank you. And uh, right out of, he's right out, of, right out of Chicago. But um, uh, anyway, uh, you know, we were talking about, let's go back to the question. You mentioned gold as an alternative. I, should, I don't know if I say alternative or a position in your portfolio. Number one, one of the questions okay, I want to buy gold, what percentage of my portfolio? And then is it a bond alternative? And, and then we, we, next time we can get in, as a, over the next segment, I want to talk about bonds, bond alternatives and ways to protect the portfolio maybe. Sure. Allocation of gold as far as a percent depends. It depends on the client's goals, but it also depends on what else you own. Mm-hmm. Because gold, you don't want to overweight it. I wouldn't put much more than a certain amount based on whatever else you own just because... The longer-term strategy with respect to stocks and bonds, I believe, is still there. But to your point, is it a bond alternative? Is it a stock alternative? It's a both alternative. Okay. Like, if you would have gold as just its own thing, which makes it nice because you can kind of massage it, move it around, depending on what some of the other asset classes are doing and, again, what, what the goals are. But I believe that right now, especially given the environment, Tom, and the market data, the economy... Gold has a lot of metrics or merits to it. Mm-hmm. And so we've been a little bit heavier in gold than we have been in the past this year. And it's been awesome because, like I said, gold is up. Stocks are down. Mm-hmm. Bonds are down. Gold has not been volatile like those other two places. So it's one of those things where it depends on kind of the value and the sentiment that's surrounding gold right now. But I believe that there's times when you would do a little bit heavier weight. And sometimes, in our opinion, that in, as we manage in the portfolio for everyone we would do a little bit lesser of a weight. Mm-hmm. And sometimes okay. not own it at all. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, you know, I do want to talk about a number of things. Let me make one more offer here, and then I want to, next time, when we come back, I want to talk about buy and hold strategies versus active management, or maybe there's a combination thereof. I want to talk about the 60-40 portfolios. Certainly get more into those people that are entering or nearing retirement 
you know, what can they do? How, how should people be structuring their portfolio and thinking of their investment plan? And so with that in mind, again, I wanted to make this offer one more time. We're here with Scott Martin, Chief Investment Officer of Kingsview Investment Management, Fox Business contributor. Many of you may be familiar with him. He's right here out of Chicago. He's got some great strategies, portfolio strategies. Fortunately, I'm able to provide these for my clients. I want to offer this information to anyone out there who really wants to take a look at their portfolios. I know a lot of times we're, we, uh, we have these statements. Sometimes we don't look at them. We're busy. We've got a number of different accounts. This is really an opportunity to say, let's look at what I own. If you're concerned about why and wondering why my performance is where it should be, here's an opportunity. We'll do a complete portfolio x-ray for you. We'll do a deep dive. We'll do a risk analysis. You'll know what you own. You'll know what your risk levels are. We'll also talk about what's the type of portfolio maybe you would want to own. We'll make some suggestions. I'll get this information out to you. For those who want to schedule some time, please let us know. 630-934-1855 for the portfolio x-ray. And for those of you that are interested, we'll generate a full retirement income plan as well. 630-934-1855. 630-934-1855. If you have a question, you want uh, something more specific, please feel free to email us or call us. Uh, This is Tom Fortino of the Alpha Wealth Group. I'm here with Scott Martin, Chief Investment Officer of Kingsview Management. Investment management, we have a lot more to get into. Stick around. Welcome back to the Alpha Wealth Hour. You're listening to Tom Fortino, your host, founder and principal of the Alpha Wealth Group. Uh, today we're talking, we're doing a little deeper dive into one aspect of aspect of your overall retirement plan. You know, as I said, it's it, as you hear me talk about it all the time. Uh, these five pillars, these five uh, building blocks of your plan, income planning, tax planning, investment planning, asset protection, and estate planning. That is what I like to say you are complete when you have those things in place. Sometimes we do a little deeper dive into the, one of the areas, you know, here week in and week out, you hear me talk about taxes, contributing to Roth IRAs, Roth 401ks. We talk about income planning, making the social security decision, the proper decision, trying to maximize the benefit. Um, how does that work? That's part of your plan. Pensions, using maybe annuity income. These are the things to create this plan, trying to get income, lifetime income, but also trying to get as much as you can tax-free. But there's also another piece here, of course, which is investments. And, um, you know, how are we trying to grow our assets? Uh, do we have a plan when it comes to investments? Um, again, we're here with Scott Martin, the uh, Chief Investment Officer at Kingsview Investment Management. So what's nice is, he would be what I would call an expert in this area as far as... Uh-oh. A lot of pressure. <laughs> this is where we can really do a much deeper dive into the analysis of what's going on in the market. We've talked uh, about a number of things already. I want to get into some things that maybe you're th- that others are thinking about You know, when they look at their portfolio. You know, uh, I think it was a very simplified approach. John Bogle, I think, said... This is an investment plan, and, I, and when I, the, one of the biggest things, especially when we talk about emotions, and I know you've talked about it, Scott, is because we, we lack a plan. Um, and so what is your plan? As I said, John Bogle used to say, take your age, subtract it from 100, and that's what you own in equity. So if you're 60, subtract that from 100, 40, 40% of your portfolio is in equities. The rest is in fixed. That was a, that's very simple. It's oversimplified, but it's a plan. And so... I guess the question is, um, for anybody, I guess it depends on where you're at, um, if you're relying on your investments um, for income. 
a lot of factors come into it. Would you say any, as far as you're concerned, Scott, as far as investment planning, I don't know there's, if there's any one cookie-cutter approach. Um, I, you might want to say, because we have, yeah, I mean, buy and hold versus maybe making some adjustments here and there, or what would you say as far as investment planning? How would you approach it? I'm not a buy and holder. Um, I'm not, uh, I like the simplification of what you brought up there. It's just that is kind of a buy and hold strategy, other than the fact that last time I checked, we do get older every year. Sometimes the years for me feel like they're like five years mixed into one or mixed into one, but whatever. Personal story. Um, and I think the problem with some of those oversimplified strategies is you get into a market like this mm-hmm. and you frankly have to do more zigging and zagging. Yeah. And so the defense is blitzing and you're running the ball most of the time in the backfield and you're getting tackled because the defense has got you snuffed out. And that's similar to what um, I think happens when you have a more tactical, or as I said earlier, more active approach as you've employed for your clients, Tom, that allow us to navigate these waters mm-hmm. a little bit better when, when, ta- when challenging times are, are afoot. I, not to say I don't agree with the premise of the 80-20, 70-30, depending on your age. It just, to me, that is going to work some of the time, but I've seen active management and the tactical management work a lot more of the time because of that highlighted arithmetic issue of hey you lose 10 percent, you got to make 11 to get back to even mm-hmm. you lose 20 you got to make 25 to get back to even you lose 30 and it goes higher 37 38 something like that and on and on and on you lose 50 you got to make 100 back you got to double your account from that low yeah so most of the time the only ways that you can avoid those drawdowns and also get some of that upside capture back is by being active and or having like you said a process a strategy a uh a way of thinking that is proven, number one. Mm-hmm. And so I've been in the business 23 years and been refining and ameliorating and uh, improving my strategies all the time. But I've seen a lot of markets. I've seen a lot of downturns. I've seen a lot of data freakouts. I've seen a lot of consumer freakouts, sentiment. And I feel like from the data that we have over the last 23 years since I've been in the market, we and in the business, we we know what works. Mm-hmm. And what works at least more of the time than, than not. And so... I believe having that active component to your portfolio, even if it's just a slice of it, will bring you a lot more value than just sitting around and waiting for the markets just to resume their positive slope. Mm-hmm. So would you say, I mean, any the average investor out there, they should look at, um, because you're a professional. I mean, is, is if I'm an average investor and I'm saying, okay, what should I be doing right now? Should I look at, and this what's nice is with this, the exchange-traded funds out there, it may, I think it's made it a lot easier. In other words, if you want to overweight energy, you want to overweight, we just talked about these utilities. sectors, yep. utilities, you can buy those funds, XLE for energy, yep. XLU, those are, in, those are sector funds that you could add to your portfolio. I always would say a word of caution, this is my opinion, you can tell me what you think, I defer to you on this, do but- I have to be nice or give you the honest <laughs> you opinion? Do, you do not have okay. to be nice. But always because it's not an all or nothing proposition. You know, these are small moves. I think as a as a as a as an approach, part of the strategy is look. If you're gonna like we talked about gold early, adding that to your portfolio, you want to overweight a certain sector. I think energy is only three percent of the S and P. So if you own the S and P, you really only own three percent energy. So if you want to add energy to your portfolio, go buy XLE, but do that maybe in small doses, right? I mean, these are some moves people could make, or if you want to buy own certain stocks. We want to have them equally weighted. But these moves that we talk about, anyone out there that wants to do them, they should do some analysis, obviously, but also, you know, not making wholesale moves. That's very risky. Agreed. And I think 
when you have individual stocks, Tom, broken down into those individual sectors, it's, it just adds more risk, like you said. I mean, you could pick Exxon versus Chevron, and Exxon could have a bad report, could have something happen to the company that's just unrelated to just anything, yeah. a tanker issue, drilling, whatever, and they're going to get hammered. Right. And the, the market will destroy them. And if, instead, if you would have picked like the XLE or an, XL, uh, an energy index, you'd be diversified across several names that the impact wouldn't be as felt. What I also believe is, and this is from my history of being in, in the business and markets for a while, feels like forever, is that you have a lot of value, as you just pointed out, to finding those little diamonds in the rough, mm-hmm. needles in the haystack, if you will, when it comes to those sector plays, because I love sectors. I mean, to me, the S&P is great. Love the S&P 500. Awesome way to make money and wealth and all that stuff. But as you noted... There's times when there's only a couple sectors in the S&P that go up and there's seven or eight other ones in the S&P that go down. Mm-hmm. And so guess what? If you own the S&P over that period, you're going down. Yeah. And instead, if you do stuff like we do for you and your clients, if we can pick out some of those well-positioned, most fundamentally strong, best opportunity to grow sectors, we're going to outperform like crazy. Mm-hmm. And we have this year. Like There's some stuff that you'll probably show people and send to people that looks ridiculous, but it's true. I mean, those are audited numbers, and they're, they're awesome, and I'm so proud of it because this is the year that's really showing that some of that sector focus mm-hmm. really stands out and really mitigates the risk and gets you some upside capture along the way, too. Yeah, and so with that, I guess I'll just play right off that and transition into, for those of you that want this information, I've offered it I've, uh, as far as really kind of taking a look at your portfolio. I hope this is the call to action that causes you to say, you know, I'm going I'm to start to take a look here. We'll send you the commentary, the sector strategy commentary, and it, it, it'll hopefully open your eyes to some ideas that can be helpful to you, and you can start to take a look at your portfolio. Anybody that wants this, again, this is all part of the investment planning packet. I'll include the portfolio commentaries, the information on the sector strategies, things that you can start to incorporate into your portfolio. In addition to that, For those of you that want to take it even a step further, we will do the portfolio x-ray. This is really a deep dive into your portfolio. We'll see the individual investments within there, your target date funds, bond funds, equity funds. We'll show you what's performing well, what is performing poorly, what investments are holding you back. And after that, if you'd like, we'll even generate a full retirement income plan. But most importantly, again, getting this information and really starting to, to control what you can. And take action. So give us a call. For those of you that want this information and for those of you that want to take it even a step further, again, I want to offer that to you, the portfolio analysis and the portfolio x-ray, 630-934-1855. 630-934-1855. Take advantage of this. There's some great information. And um, and again, it's it's tough when we see these things happening in the market, but the best thing we can do is to try to, again, have a plan Stay consistent. That's how you um, you have some success through these types of markets. Try to eliminate as much as possible the emotions. So again, if you want the information, 630-934-1855. Um, I'm here with Scott Martin, Chief Investment Officer of Kingsview Investment Management. He's also a Fox Business contributor. Um, he's. We were talking, you know, if you watch throughout the week, you'll see him. I don't know if you're on certain days of the week or certain times. I want to give them a heads up so they can actually tune in for you, but... Typically, well, if they so desire. I mean, it's, you know, buyer beware or viewer beware. So typically Wednesdays, uh, Cavuto, coast okay. to coast on Fox Business Network. In between 11 and 1, typically a couple segments in there. Making money with Charles Payne. Uh-huh. Uh, Fridays at 1, 
to two o'clock. So that's another hour long show that I can be on throughout right. the hour. And then a couple other ones kind of ad hoc through the week, just depending on what's going on. Yeah. Some stuff on Fox News, some stuff like you mentioned on Varney or things like that. They're just more inconsistent when it comes to my schedule just because I'm busy doing what I do, you know? Yeah. And so we got to fit everything in and there's never enough time. So I typically do those two shows I mentioned consistently and then pick up another one every other week. Okay. Well, you know, um, you know, we've talked about your, your thoughts on the market. Um, I think you're, you're a little more positive than some. It's interesting. You know, the old adage goes, someone buys a stock, someone sells that same stock. They both think they're geniuses. And so it's just tough with this market. I think a lot of people, but I think you're a little more positive, um, based on your analysis. And I do want to talk to you about bonds here in a second, but, um, you know, it's, you never can call a bottom, but there's things out there, there's reasons you're saying, hey, I think, you know, I think you use the term, it's darkest before the dawn, whatever, however we want to look at this, but um, there may be some opportunities, I guess, is what you're saying. Yes, 100%. And like I said, I don't, I don't know if the opportunity comes Monday or Wednesday or next Monday, but the point is, over the next short term, which I think is under a couple months, and we can talk about how the Fed factors in here because I think that's part and parcel of the key of what's going to go on. And it's over the next couple months, I think there's a bottom in. And when I mentioned the Fed, I, I think the Fed is key to this because the Fed has been what's called dovish in their, um, in their approach for the last, as long as I can pretty much remember. I mean, other than a little bit in the early 2000s when they did hike some rates, it's like, They've been so accommodating. Mm-hmm. I mean, they've been providing this market with liquidity, with optimism, and they've been helping the markets along through difficult times. And this time, so far, they have not offered that support. Now, here's where I think the change is coming. We're already seeing a deterioration in some of the economic data. Every talking head, and I guess I could put myself into that category, is predicting a recession, it seems like. Drawdown, recession, problems, etc. The Fed has already come out and said they're going to do a lot, a lot of work on interest rates because interest rates have already moved up in the open market. And the inflation data suggests that they need to be a little bit more, uh, let's say, frugal with their support. But the data is already turning over. Mm-hmm. Everybody's calling for this recession, this heavy Fed hand, and... I think what's going to happen, too, with inflation is inflation is going to start to cool off. It's still going to be high, but the rate of change on inflation is going to slow, meaning that, that, that if you envision it as like a peak of like a mountain, mm-hmm. it's almost going to just start rounding itself out like a hill. So to me, that tells the Fed, get a couple more rate hikes in. We've got one, like you mentioned, in May, May 4th, and then we've got one in June, June 15th. So two, days, two uh, weeks before my birthday, by the way, June 28th, roughly. So, for my birthday, it's two weeks, roughly, if in case you may want to know and send gifts. So, I think the Fed's going to give us a gift, actually, in June. Okay. I think they're going to make two rate hikes, like I said, May and June, probably each 50 basis points, meaning half a percent, which is usually not typical. And then they're going to say in the June meeting, okay, we've seen the market react. It hasn't been great. We've seen the data react. hasn't been great. We realize everybody's looking for the next recession, which if that occurs, it's going to be the most predicted visioned, mm-hmm. easy to call recession and probably the history of the world. And so I think they're going to be more, let's say, uh, 
complementary to the markets and economy in the sense of they're going to be a little bit more uh, concessionary, if that's even the word, where they're going to just Mm -hmm. say, look, we're going to make some concessions going forward if we don't need to do any more rate hikes because Mm -hmm. the data is slowing. Mission accomplished. So that could be something that, you know, come middle of the end of June, Tom, that helps the market out a lot from levels currently because the market's not totally expecting that. Mm -hmm. And I believe that's a real possibility given how the Fed has been in history, meaning they've been very accommodative, especially this Fed under German mm-hmm. Jerome Powell, the chairman. He's, he's been great. Janet Yellen was there before. Very good with respect to keeping markets afloat. And whether that's good or not morally, if there's moral hazard, you know, that's a whole other conversation for probably a whole other show. I don't think the Fed's changing their stripes. I think they're talking tough. Mm-hmm. They realize there are major supply chain issues. We had a lot of issues this past week with China. Shipping containers again, shutting down ports in Shanghai and the Guangdong province is a mess. And to me, that stuff's going to get worked out. Mm-hmm. It's taken a lot longer than it has coming out of COVID because a lot of folks haven't gone back to work. Um, a lot of folks who did go back to work aren't in the office. The shipping container stuff is still poor. Like I said, China's got issues. Europe's got issues. Obviously, Russia, Ukraine notwithstanding. So there's going to be an opportunity for the Fed to be more accommodative and therefore more supportive of the market on the next rally point. Okay. So I guess that it would would be a positive way to, to take a look at this and understand why you're you're saying some of the things you're backing that up. You know, let me do this again. I want to offer this because this is really a great opportunity. We have Scott Martin here, the Chief Investment Officer of Kingsview Investment Management. Again, a Fox Business contributor. He's been doing this over 20 years. He is a portfolio manager. We've been talking about strategies that you can incorporate or think about incorporating into your portfolio. He has put these reports together, the commentary. You can see the sector strategies. I will get all this together for you. For those of you that are interested, I call it the investment planning packet. Uh, Again, one piece of your overall plan. If you're looking at your investments and you're wondering why aren't they performing the way they're supposed to be performing, you're wondering what you own, what your risk levels are, what's going on, um, this is a good start. In addition to that, for those of you that want to take it even a step further, this is a way, let's start taking control, understanding what we own, and doing some things here. We'll take a, uh, take a look at the individual investments of your portfolio, the bond funds, the equity funds. We'll show you what's performing well, what's that performing uh, poorly. What are some ideas that we can put into your planning? Again, for the next 10 callers, if you want to take advantage of this, give us a call. There's no cost or obligation, so you have no excuse. 630-934-1855. Wouldn't you like to know what you own? Wouldn't you like to have a solid investment plan and feel comfortable? So every day when you know, you're know you not uh, racking your brains on what's going on in the market and just say, I, I have a plan, I'm comfortable with this, that's really what it's all about, clarity and confidence in your planning. 630-934-1855. Any questions you have, we'll get the information out to you. Again, for those of you who want to take advantage of the, uh, of the portfolio x-ray as well as the overall plan and optimization report, 630-934-1855. We have a little time left, but we can talk maybe briefly, and and if there's somebody, I guess I would defer to you too. If you think there's one really important thing we can talk about, I was going to talk a little bit about, you know, what do you do in that piece of your portfolio if you're saying, I can't be 100% in equities. We've talked about bonds being problematic, down maybe 8%, the aggregate bond index, maybe more, I don't know. Close, I mean, to t- close to 10, you know, depending so, on the day. I think earnings, too, are important, Tom. Earnings are basically quarter reports, quarterly reports that come out of S&P 500, NASDAQ companies. Every, every publicly traded company more or less reports them and at different times throughout the quarter. But more or less, we're in the thick of it. And this past week, we got a lot of tech earnings. And 
that's a big part portion of the market, as you kind of talked yep. about how the allocation goes with respect to the S&P. A lot of the big companies in the S&P, because it's a cap-weighted index, which means that the larger the companies are, the more influence they have on the index, which is kind of a ebb and flow. It's a good and bad, because when the economies and the markets are doing well or those companies are doing well, it does great for the markets. When it's not, yeah. it's a stinker, like it is now, technical term there. Uh, it doesn't do well, and it hurts the market more than it should. Earnings reports have been pretty good, mm-hmm. and they were predicted to not be so great or be cautionary with respect to how you get a previous quarter's report on how the company did, both in revenues and profit, and then you get a forward-looking guidance most of the mm-hmm. time for most companies that do this. And the markets right now are obviously concerned about looking back at the earnings and revenues from the first quarter, leading up from say Jan- leading up starting in January, leading up to end of March, but. Now they're more concerned about guidance. And what's nice about some of the earnings reports we've started to see and some of the data we've started to crunch at Kingsview for your clients, Tom, we're starting to see guidance not be as poor as what people expected. Mm-hmm. The general consensus was hoping or not hoping, not hoping for bad numbers or bad guidance, and they didn't get it. So what's nice about that, in my opinion, is that companies that have come out and reported as such have actually been rewarded with higher prices by and large. Now, some of those companies are down quite a bit year to date. The Apples, the Googles, the Microsofts, uh, and so forth. The Amazons. But the reality is they're at a level where the data is not as bad as expected. I believe the economy is getting better. Maybe not again tomorrow or Monday or whatever, but soon. And it gives us an opportunity to leg in or keep allocating to some of these names and numbers that we like because the overall projection of these companies it's going to work out better than, as you mentioned, maybe some of the just the overall S&P funds that some of you might own that you're just buying from another advisor or you're buying on your own. And like you said, you kind of don't know when to sell it. You don't know what you own exactly. You should call us. I mean, call Tom, You know, call the show here and let us look at those positions for you and really tell you what you own and what your risk exposure is. Yeah, that's uh, that's why we make these offers because really knowing what you have as I said, it's kind of like that doctor's exam. You don't go in and they say, today we're going to cut, let's go, we're scheduling surgery. They take a look. Let's see what you own. Well, they don't say, let's see what you own. We would say, let's see what you own, but they do the analysis. What kind they- of injury are you owning, <laughs> uh, owning up to? Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, when they, they're trying to determine how to bill you, maybe they correct. ask you what yeah, you own. They want billable and they want, they want uh, activity, correct. <laughs> don't get me wrong. I, uh-huh. love, I love doctors. They're oh, great for people. sure. We need them. Um, but... Uh, it's the same concept as far as looking at your investments. This is a great opportunity, to, as I said, to really um, to really take a look at what you own, what your risk levels are, uh, what are some op- opportunities and ideas that you can add to your portfolio to add, and I guess in the term, add alpha. That's what the name of our firm is, Alpha Wealth Group, adding alpha. It's a positive variance to your financial plan. In this case, your investment plan. But this is something, I think, where we can take some more control, as I said. So if you want the information, the investment planning packet, you have specific questions for us, we'll include the ideas on the sector strategies, the market commentary, all of these things. And as I said, if nothing else, you come away with where you're getting more engaged and you take control of what you have. 630-934-1855. 630-934-1855. Um, you know, we've covered a lot of ground today, Scott. I mean, we have a couple minutes here. Um you know, you mentioned the Amazons, the Apples, the Microsofts. We look at those. I don't know. I mean, I kind of think maybe those are the blue chips. Um, and I sometimes say, look, for those of you that have Roths out there, especially things that you think are gonna, you're not going to touch for a while and you want to grow, especially when they're tax-free, 
I mean, is this an opportunity to own some of those names inside an account where they go tax-free for the rest of your life, and five years from now you open up your statement and it's looking pretty good? Yeah, I think five years is great. I mean, if you have a five-year projection on any of those companies, at least looking at it right now, it sounds great, especially given that they're off highs pretty significantly from last year. I think you're right. When you come and look at the companies that have reported so far year-to-date or quarter-to-date, and you mentioned blue chips. I mean, these are tried-and-true fabric of the economy companies. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, the Amazons, the Apples, the Googles, the Microsofts, the Facebooks. Uh, those are companies that are going to be around for a while. Those are companies that, as we do in our portfolios for you, Tom, and your clients, we track that influence. We track that integration into the economy. So, look, I mean, that's not to say that we aren't sitting here saying that, hey, things could change over the next couple of years. Um, I mean, look at what's happened with cryptocurrency versus, like, just the U.S. dollar and some of the other currencies around the world. I mean, look at these NFTs. Non-fungible tokens, which seem ridiculous as all get out, but there's people that are trading those instead of just trading, you know, pictures over the phone. I mean, so it's like you're going to have an opportunity to have that long-term view, but also have the ability to change that view up. But knowing where you want to go mm-hmm. and knowing where you want to go to sum it up with less risk. Yeah, I see that so <laughs> so poignantly because, I, and not to you know. Not to call anybody out, but there's a lot of folks that we've talked to, Tom, over the years working together that had no idea what their risk exposure was. Yeah. And so if you don't know it, call us. We'll sit down with you. We'll go over it with you at the x-ray and we'll really tell you and then we'll tell you how to bring it down and how to still get a lot of that upside capture that you want. I think we can close with that. That's a great offer. For those that you want to take advantage of it, 630-934-1855. We're here for you. We're a resource. Feel free to email us. You want to call us, you can go to the website, alphawealthgroup.com. I will send out this information for you. And again, let's take control of what we can. Uh, you've been listening to Tom Fortino here. I've got my special guest, Scott Martin, the Chief Investment Officer of Kingsview Investment Management, Fox Business Contributor, here from the Chicagoland area. Give us a call. As always, everyone have a blessed week, and let's get to work. Annuity guarantees rely on the financial strength and claims-paying ability of the issuing insurer. Any references to protection benefits or lifetime income generally refer to fixed insurance products. They do not refer in any way to securities or investment advisory products or services. Fixed insurance and annuity product guarantees are subject to the claims-paying ability of the issuing company and are not offered by Retirement Wealth Advisors, Inc. The Alpha Wealth Hour, presented by the Alpha Wealth Group. 